0: This podcast is brought to you by ideate and execute. Do you want to drive innovation in your organization, futurize your enterprise ideate massively valuable new products or execute them to market? Then contact us today at ideateandexecute.com and get started. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Think Future podcast. I'm your host, Chris Calabucas, And once again, we're coming to July from deep, deep, deep in the heart of Silicon Valley, California, the innovation capital of the world. We're talking innovation, startups, the future, not necessarily those, not necessarily in that order. Show number 126, and today, or maybe it was yesterday. One of the most momentous things in the history of mankind happened 50 years ago. 50 years ago, on this day, or near this day, depending on when you're listening to it, Star Trek, the original series, that's right folks, Star Trek, the original series, as envisioned by Gene Roddenberry, premiered on NBC in front of millions of people. That's right, folks, Star Trek, the harbinger of so much of the technology we see today, the driver of people into engineering and technology fields like never before, the imagination of a single man and eventually multiple people, into envisioning a future a positive optimistic future where people all work together as teams to become greater than themselves well at least that's what he was trying to do one of the things i liked about star trek now it's interesting i I was a kid when this launched and I never saw the original shows. I saw them in reruns. And I still remember one of the reasons why my mom allowed me to watch Star Trek, because even though it wasn't a show for kids, she said, oh, they're very polite. They're very polite on Star Trek. They, they, they speak very politely and very clearly. And I'm like, great, that's one good reason to watch the show. Who cares about the futuristic starships and and the way humanity is going to be at some point in the future, you know, hundreds of years from now. But Star Trek was one of the formative things that made me want to go into the business of futurism and foresight and and help to develop that future. And people say to me, uh, you know, as a futurist, why do you want to be a futurist? I said, well, I want to, not only do I want to envision that future, I want to build that future. I want to create that future. Now, I'm not sure if Gene Roddenberry wanted to create that future. I'm sure it was a future that he would love to see or would have loved to see or live in at some point. And if you think about it, Star Trek itself is probably the single biggest reason why we are where we are today because it has taken so many people who were thinking about doing something else and pushed them into attempting to develop a future like star trek they looked at that they watched that and they said wow i want to live in that future and whether they did it explicitly or implicitly, they changed their lives to attempt to go into and revise their lives in such a way that they could help build that future. More than anything else, I think Star Trek was the most accessible and powerful message to mankind, to humankind, saying, you can have this kind of future. And people saw it, and they said, wow, I want that kind of future. What can I do to get to that future? Some people went into technology. Some people went into technology. They went into electronics. They said, I want to build the computers that exist in that future. The computers where you can just say, Say a few words or press a button and a computer will respond to you in natural language speech. Or I want to build things like those communicators where we can talk to each other over long distances. I want that kind of future. I want the technology from that future. Others looked at the society in the future and said, I want to build that kind of society. I want to live in that kind of society. So I want to help build that kind of society. And you got to understand that Gene Ronberry built a society where everyone was equal in the way that people are blind to their differences. They're not saying, oh, let's raise this person up above that one because they're X, Y, or Z. They're saying we're all human beings, and, and if you think about it, uh, Spock was half human. So it's we're all humanoid entities working together on this ship. To complete a task, so the technology didn't drive them, but the the society drive drove them. The society that was presented in Star Trek drove them to become whatever they wanted to be, <clears throat> maybe an activist to help push this cause or that cause. But this future envisioned in Star Trek. Was, if you ask me, the most powerful vision. And if you think about it, a very widespread vision. Because what other visions out there are there? I mean, there are plenty of dystopian science fiction out there. There's so much dystopian science fiction out there. It's unbelievable. And I think it's easy for science fiction authors to come up with dystopian tales because they feel they're, you know, a lot of writers are very negative people. And if they're uh, science fiction authors at the same time, they're going to come up with futures that are worse, right? Something's wrong. Something's bad in this future. Even if it sounds great on the surface, there's obviously something, something wrong here, right? But then if you look at that vision, you know, we have issues, right? We have issues. We have conflicts. But in the end, we work together to resolve those conflicts. The best of the best comes through. And we deal with things as they come along. And this is reflected in pretty much everything that's been done in the Star Trek space so far. Not just Gene Roddenberry, but everyone who's come on after him. Most of the time has maintained that vision where everyone works together. Everyone is on an equal footing. No one is greater than anyone else. I mean, there is a hierarchy, but everyone's everyone's voices are heard. You know what I mean? But I digress. So 50 years ago, this vision hit the screen. It went on to the medium that had the broadest reach. I'm not sure what the reach of TV was back in uh, 1966. But this vision got put into people's homes. And these kids, impressionable kids, adults, were looking at this going, wow that's pretty cool future. I wouldn't mind living in that future, and maybe I will dedicate or I'll change my life to help make that future become a reality. Because if you think about it, a lot of the technology and a lot of the society that we have today are... And this is one of the reasons why it was so difficult for them to do Enterprise and prequels to what, they see, what you see in uh, the original series, is that we saw that vision, and we wanted to have that vision sooner than the year 2300 or wherever, whenever Gene Roddenberry envisioned that to happen. We wanted that sooner. So we worked and worked and worked, and now it's happening. Within 50 years of Gene Roddenberry's original vision, we are seeing artificial intelligences, we're seeing smartphones, we're seeing... (laughs) Well look at look at this. Think about the computer on Star Trek the next generation computer do this computer do that. Isn't that Amazon Alexa? Isn't that Echo? If you look at the communicators that they used in the original series, don't those look like the flip phones which first came out, I don't know, in the in the late 90s? Don't they look like the Star communicators from Motorola? You see what I'm saying? It's a, so so Star Trek the, the artifacts generated in Star Trek and the societal structures generated in Star Trek are, are, have already come alive, and we've built even beyond them, and some of those societal structures were actually are happening today. Now, one of the key pieces of Star Trek was that everyone was equal, and no one was raised above anyone else, right? No matter who you were, whether you were white, black, Asian, Latino... Uh, alien, this alien, that alien, Vulcan, Romulan, whatever, you were a biped, you were a humanoid, and you worked with the team to do what you did. There was nobody saying, oh, this race is superior to that race. Everyone was equal. and, and In fact, people can cele- could celebrate their differences, but it wasn't like somebody was better than somebody else. Everybody was the same. Everybody was human or everyone was bipedal or whatever criteria they used, to explain this. So, I mean, we're still working on that kind of equality, but we're taking a lot of steps towards it, and it's a a nice shining beacon, which says to us, hey, this is something that we can aspire to. Now, some of the other things he had in there were money had disappeared, although they did talk about credits every now and then. I think Gene wanted to get rid of the concept of money, that there was so much abundance that nobody needed for anything anymore. And now, I kind of disagree with that part of the vision because it, it does seem a little socialist. I mean, I'm sure that at some point in the future, and I've read a number of science fiction novels, we'll get to the point where if, if the cost of production of anything is so infinitesimally small, and it can just be created, and there's so much abundant energy in the universe to create these things, then it's not a zero-sum game, then maybe we don't need that level of of competition or money or any of those things. But we're we're a long, long way off from that. So I'm getting back to my point is, is that go back and watch it again. Go back and watch the original series. Go back and watch The Next Generation. Go back and watch those things again. And you'll probably come to the realization within a few episodes that this, we are living in that future now. We didn't have to wait till the year 23, whatever, whatever. To see that, I mean, there's still some things that we haven't built yet. For example, the holodeck. Although we're getting there, we're getting close with VR, and and we're getting close. We're getting very close to, I mean, Amazon Alexa is pretty much the computer. Um, we're getting pretty close to other areas. So should we should just look at it and say, where, if <laughs> you look about it, well, like, think about it, what kind of new products and services can we develop? Go back to Star Trek and look at it. I mean, a lot of people say that you go to Craigslist. There's a lot of, if you look at Craigslist, Craigslist spawned hundreds and hundreds of startups, right? Because people just took one piece of Craigslist and they blew it out and make it, it made it into a billion dollar business. Like, for example, um, Airbnb is uh, <laughs> some, some subcategory on Craigslist. But what I'll say to you is that if you want to really predict where the future is going to be or predict where people are taking the future, Look at things like Star Trek. Go look at science fiction. And look at the things that have yet to be developed. And look at those things and say, you know what? Maybe now is the time to develop this. Maybe now is the time. Maybe now is the proper time. Because that is the toughest thing. The absolute most difficult thing to determine is not if something will happen. Because... I think we can safely say that something like the holodeck will happen. Transporters maybe not, but holodeck will definitely happen. It may take a different form, but it will happen. Uh, replicators will happen. They may take a different form, like 3D printers. They will happen. These things will happen. Whether or not they will happen, that's a given. They will happen. The only question is, when? When? That's the tough part. That's the part you have to try and figure out is when will these things happen? And that's the toughest job as a futurist because you can say, yes, all of these things will occur. And they say, well, if we're if all of these things are going to occur, when will they occur? Well well, you know I can throw an estimate at you, but I can't tell you exactly when in order for you to build a business that hits at just the right moment for you to capitalize on that trend. Anyways, I'm digressing, but I just wanted to say, you know, happy anniversary to Star Trek. The, the, the series and the concept and the ideas which spawned a million careers in engineering, a million careers in, in activism, a million new products and services, and, and, and fantastic, it was a fantastic guide for so, so many people around the world that's it for me for today see you next time and until then don't forget to think future